All right, Outsiders, welcome into this show, the Outsider Sports Football Podcast. That is Ben Mandel and Dylan Mel with me today. I'm Ryan Balliot, and uh, we're missing Corey Jason tonight. I guess MetLife Security finally asked him to leave. <laughs> so until he finds because another... Bruce was there this weekend. Yeah, until he finds another stadium to loiter in front of during the season, uh, we look forward to having him back next week. But couple reminders before we get into the show today our last division preview episode we're going to talk about the AFC West guys it's football time meaningful football at its highest level we're recording this on Tuesday night September 5th so in just two days time from recording the Lions and the Chiefs are going to be kicking off and getting the 2023 season started so we have plenty of content coming out throughout the course of the season power rankings game picks all of that good stuff So make sure to check out our website, outsidersports.net. Follow us on X at Outsidersports3. If you're a fan of the show, you know, show your support. Subscribe on YouTube, like it on follow on Spotify. And guys, let's get into this. The quick question for today. Week one, what games are we looking forward to? As a Giants fan, you know Dallas coming into New York. It's always exciting, Sunday Night Football, but... I have to go with the other New York team this week, and it's just because I feel like this game has so many implications right off the bat. Jets, Bills. Are Aaron Rodgers in the Jets for real? Is Aaron Rodgers still an MVP-level quarterback? Are the Bills a legit Super Bowl contender? Because you can ask that the way they finished the season last year, the way they went out in the playoffs. I mean, lifeless in a home playoff game? Are you kidding me? So you expect more out of Buffalo. But the Jets have really high expectations, too. This is a team that everyone said last year was a quarterback away from being not just a playoff team, but a Super Bowl team. And I'll tell you right now, this game is going to be electric. Yeah, Ben, and similar to you, I mean, listen, I could talk about the Eagles. You guys know this, but... They're playing the Patriots, not a dynamic offense. I don't expect it to be a really great watch, if I'm being honest. So my game of the week is not going in that direction. I'm actually going to the AFC North, which I've said I believe is the best division in all of football when it comes to pure talent. And we've got the Cincinnati Bengals on the road taking on the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are 5-1 and one against Joe Burrow in his career. You got weapons like Chase, Higgins, Cooper, Chubb all in this game. But my real question is, what are the Cleveland Browns? Is Deshaun Watson the shell of himself that we saw previously, or can he get back to that top five quarterback level? And if so, this Browns roster, they have the best running back in football, decent receiving weapons, and per PFF, they are top 10 at offensive line, defensive line, and secondary. Are they legit? I mean, the Browns could be from out of the playoffs to a Super Bowl contender this year, and we might very well find out week one against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Yeah, Cleveland Browns definitely, to me, have the widest range of outcomes over in a very competitive AFC. And I would love to say I'm looking forward to the Colts, obviously, Anthony Richardson. Can't wait to see him in action, but I've learned to temper expectations. The Colts haven't won a week one game since 2013. They finally didn't lose one last year when they tied with the Houston Texans so I have learned to wait until week three this is still our preseason we like to give our guys a little more time but I'm definitely looking forward to it it doesn't get better than this opening night I mean months long wait the Lions they're in prime time 
actual expectations surrounding them. Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, always fun to watch. Some things to watch, though. Chris Jones in that contract, still not with the team. And earlier today, Travis Kelsey with a hyperextended knee. So their uh, title defense off to a bit of a rocky start this season. But Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, they'll figure it out. But it, that'll be an electric game. I have Jameer Gibbs in one of my fantasy leagues, too. So I can't <laughs> wait to see his usage, especially last year. Also having DeAndre Swift. So the Lions backfield, I'm ready to be hurt again. No question about it. But <laughs> let's get in that AFC West. We'll start with those Kansas City Chiefs defending Super Bowl champions. 14-3 and record last year. Projected win total over under 11.5. That seems like a pretty safe over. Dylan's the betting guy, so you give me your thoughts on that. But when you look at Kansas City here, where's the weakness? Because it feels like if you have Mahomes healthy, you have a chance to go all the way. Well, and that's the thing, and that's what makes it so special when you have a generational talent like a Patrick Mahomes, because it doesn't matter what you're putting anywhere else on the field, right? I mean, their number one wide receiver coming into the season right now is going to be Kadarius Tony. I don't know if he's a legit number one. Uh, Travis Kelsey with the injury, not sure exactly what his status for week one is going to be. They think the ACL is intact, so that's good news. But really, outside of him, they don't have a legit weapon on the offense. So that's where the weakness is. It's the offense. It's the weapons outside of Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have a ton to work with. Now, he's proven that that doesn't matter. Patrick Mahomes can make anybody look good. A lot of people are excited to see what Sky Moore does with an increased role. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, does he actually produce what anybody thinks he can you know Kadarius Tony does he stay healthy for a full season you know there are a lot of exciting things and it's more not what are the Chiefs missing more who's going to step up with the opportunity given to play next to Patrick Mahomes yeah for sure Ben and to answer your question Ryan 11 and a half is the line and listen, if you believe in Patrick Mahomes, you're betting the over because as his time as a starter, the Chiefs have not won less than 12 games. And that's including when the regular season was down a game. So, you know, it seems like a square bet and a lot of people are on it. That's why I'm pretty sure the juice on that's like minus 160 right now. But listen, it's Kansas City, Super Bowl champs for a reason. But yeah, Ben, like you said, it's what is this offense? You know, can they just throw in wishy-washy wide receivers and Patrick Mahomes and make him work because he's that damn good? Or is it eventually going to catch up to Kansas City? You know, last year we said, oh, Juju, Mikkel, Harbin, MVS, it's not good enough to get the job done. And it was. Now you have Kadarius Toney, who went out there, is one of the most elusive players in the NFL, but already dealing with an injury in the preseason, which I'm sure you as a Giants fan know all too well. Travis Kelsey now does father time start creeping up this is a guy who once he became a starter has not missed a single game due to injury the two games that he's missed were the Chiefs already had the one seed locked up sit down <laughs> so it's all going to be on the health of Kelsey and Mahomes really on the offensive side the defense they played I believe the third most rookies last year and still won the Super Bowl so I expect them to be good at the end of the day, though, you have Mahomes, you have Kelsey, you have Reed. As long as you have that three-set combo, you'll be in the playoffs, and you'll be a high seed at that. Yeah, we should expect more of the same from Kansas City. A team that's so strange, what even expectations to place on them 
the Los Angeles Chargers, 10 and 7 last year, projected over under win total sits at nine and a half coming into this season. They were the five seed. They went to Jacksonville. They had a huge lead, and then they blew that lead in, I mean, Colts at Vikings fashion almost. And the Chargers are just routinely that team that they look so good on paper. Top three roster in the league on paper. But that's the thing. Is this the year they can finally translate that? They added Quentin Johnson, obviously Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, two great receivers, but they've struggled to stay on the field throughout their careers. So adding in that extra guy, Austin Eckler, we almost forget. He requested a trade earlier this offseason. That's the one, you know, hope that I have that the Jonathan Taylor solution will get resolved that, you know, maybe time will just pass on that, but Eckler is still there. This offense, this defense has plenty of talent. Joey Bosa, Derwin James. It's just, can it translate? Well, and you talk about the health of the chargers offense, the defense has dealt with it too. I mean, Derwin James, I'm pretty sure he's dealt with injuries the last couple of years. J.C. Jackson's a strong corner. Khalil Mack, since he's really been traded to the Chargers, feels like he hasn't been that impact player they were expecting. You know, yeah, Khalil Mack still goes out there and makes plays. Joey Bosa is still a great pass rusher as well. Eric Hendricks is a good linebacker. I think offensively, everything's there. They don't have a weak spot in the offense, in my opinion. Maybe the offensive line, if you want to nitpick, but it's definitely not one of the worst in the league. When you look at Justin Herbert, the pieces are there for him to go succeed offensively. I still don't agree with them keeping Staley as the head coach. I think they needed to go get an offensive head coach for their quarterback. Instead, they go bring in Kellen Moore. Now we see, was Dak the problem or was Kellen Moore the problem? Yeah, I this has to be the year for the Chargers. You give Justin Herbert the big extension this offseason. You draft another really fast, really big wide receiver. You bring in Kellen Moore. You know, this franchise has put all the pieces there to succeed. It's time for Herbert. It's time for Staley to get the job done. Austin Eckler requested a trade. Running backs don't ever get what they want in this league anymore. So he'll be out there and he'll be productive for them. Keenan Allen last year, another guy who dealt with injuries be you know something to see if he could stay healthy same with mike williams quentin johnson gerald everett you know ben you mentioned the offensive line Rashawn slater is one of my favorite young and up and coming tackles in the league they got somebody to protect trevor lawrence and on the defense if they can stay healthy they're dangerous at every level you have bosa you have khalil mack you have kendricks you have jc jackson you have derwin james it's a loaded team ben ben should we let that slide I mean, I think we're both laughing, so I think you just got to tell him. Yeah, Dale, when did Rashawn <laughs> Slater get traded to Jacksonville? What? He said he was protecting Trevor Lawrence. Oh, uh, my mind's always that's, on the that's, Prince. See, uh, my mind's I, I apologize, man. That's yeah. I, I was trying to hold it together, and then I saw <laughs> Ryan start to, <laughs> I looked at Ryan, and I saw him start to laugh, and I, I, I lost it. We're having fun. Right, I'm in the middle of a fantasy draft, fans, okay? This is dedication <laughs> for me to be on here. Love the well, grind. Why, why don't we, Dylan, why don't you, there is a little bit of bad blood going on between the uh, top and bottom of the screen right now. So, Dylan, why don't you shed some light? Because we did start an Outsider Sports Dynasty Fantasy Football League. Yeah, we did. And Ryan... Not to the fans, you know, sometimes you get sniped in draft picks and that happens. I got sniped before the draft as I had the number two pick. 
thought Jamar Chase would definitely fall to me. And then Ryan trades up to number one, trading away depth of picks just to take them away from me when he knew I wanted them. I mean, and here's some context because Ryan was picking three, Dylan's picking two. Dylan, about two hours before the draft, changes his team name to something involving Jamar Chase's name. Yeah. Team name and team picture, completely Jamar Chase branded. And Dylan, like you, I'm sitting at three thinking, Jamar Chase is going to follow me at three. Then you you, you kind of tip everything off there. You show your hand a little bit. And at the end of the day, like NFL general managers, you have to go get your guy. Jamar Chase was the mm-hmm. top player I wanted in that draft. I'm sorry it's not personal, but you got to go get your guy. All right. Just like real life NFL GMs, I have a massive ego. So it is now personal. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We're always having fun here at Outsider Sports. Well, let's talk about the Raiders here. Six and 11 last year, not a great season by any means. Projected win total this year, seven and a half. Treatment of Derek Carr is something to note at the end of the season last year. They let him go. They bring in Josh McDaniel's guy, Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm higher on than others around the NFL uh, talking head landscape, I guess. I don't see that as a huge upgrade when you consider that outside of like Max Crosby and first round pick Tyree Wilson, this defense still doesn't really have any playmakers on it. And of course you have Devonte Adams and Josh Jacobs. They did get that squared away. He was another guy kind of holding out. He was franchise tagged, didn't want to deal with that. So he kind of did what Saquon did one year deal. He'll play this year, but I, I don't know about you guys. I could definitely see Josh McDaniels getting fired before the end of the season if things aren't going well. If they're sitting towards the seller of the NFL, to me, Josh McDaniels has lucked into two head coaching gigs that he probably shouldn't have had. Three, if you consider his one-day <laughs> tenure with the Colts as, as anything. But I, I remember, was it Corey a few weeks ago when we talked NFC South, said Dennis Allen, or maybe it was Dylan, said he was, yeah, Dylan was worst head coach in the league. I said, no, no. I have Josh McDaniels at the bottom. What do you guys think of the Raiders' outlook for this season? Can we talk about Chandler Jones? Did you guys see this? I did see it briefly. I don't know. I didn't even know what to make of that. that Jamal Adams video. Yeah, he's pretty much saying – but, but like, Chandler Jones goes and posts on his Instagram screenshots of apparently, like, text messages of just him texting – like guys in the organization like the coach and the gm and no one responding to him he's not able to go work out in the gym because the team facility was closed like it's not even like everyone else was in there and they weren't letting him in like they just weren't letting anyone in apparently and i guess a lot of the chandler jones is a guy who's now dealing with a lot of frustration towards the head coach and this sounds a lot like what he was doing to Darren Waller last year, maybe a trend. Maybe McDaniels is just really just not good towards the players, and he's been around Belichick too long, but he needs to realize he's not Bill Belichick. If he was around uh, Belichick too long, he'd take care of his defense. You mentioned that you're higher on Jimmy G than most, Ryan, and that's especially true for me because I think Jimmy G is just a glorified game manager But in an AFC West that's going to be competitive, that has good defenses, and that has two loaded offenses. Listen, we said that the skill group for Kansas City isn't that great, but it's Patrick Holmes, Travis Kelsey. That offense is loaded. They're not going to be able to keep up. And on defense, all they have is edge rushers. 
Are they going to start playing Max Crosby at cornerback one of these days? Because they have no secondary. Good luck covering Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. The Raiders, they're an organization. You know, I've said it for a couple of teams. They should tank for Caleb now. Okay, Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to be hurt midway through the season. Commit to the tank. Chandler Jones is mad. Move him to a new team. Let Tyree Wilson get those additional snaps. The Raiders, listen, it's Josh Jacobs. It's Devontae Adams. It's cool for your fantasy team. But I, I don't see them as a winning team this year. Yeah, I definitely view the AFC West as a clear top half and a clear bottom half. And the other team with the Raiders in that bottom half are the Denver Broncos. 5-12 and 12 last year. And if there was a, if the Colts weren't with the worst offense to watch, it was the Broncos. It was a rough year for the horse teams. Eight and a half <laughs> is surprisingly their win total. I, I'm still taking the under on that. This was a team that two years ago looked like they were a quarterback away, and they got a quarterback. It was the lifeless husk of one that used to be good with Russell Wilson. Uh, Tim Patrick for the second year in a row, season-ending injury. Jerry Judy has a hamstring injury already. Javante Williams coming off the ACL injury. And I don't know what your guys' viewpoint on Sean Payton is, but we we joke around about personal agendas and vendettas that I have. I have an actual one against Sean Payton because you guys remember the Bounty Gate stuff, like to get your players to go out there and purposely injure and remove from the game your opponents. Teams will cheat. They'll take shortcuts to try and get what edge they have competitively. But to me, that's the bottom of the barrel. Then Sean Payton, you don't have to go further than a few weeks ago saying, oh, if we don't do good this year, it's because the last regime was just that awful at their jobs. And taking a shot at Nathaniel Hackett and kind of breaks the unwritten rule of, of coaching. You know, you don't talk poorly about your fellow coaches. I am not a Sean Payton guy. Even outside of that, I don't think he can resurrect Russell Wilson. I don't think we're going to have a Russ resurgence this season. I think it's another tough year for Denver. I don't, I think they, they, have first round picks again, right? They traded the two away to Seattle for Russ. I'm not I sure if they have their own this year. I'm not sure. I'll I mean, make... they're definitely going to be all in on winning regardless. I, I do want to clarify when you said you had a personal vendetta against Sean Payton. I smirked, not thinking it was going to be about Bounty Gate, but about the Super Bowl that the Saints beat the Colts in. Well, listen, <laughs> I mean, just to clarify, all... I wasn't laughing at players being intentionally targeted. That's certainly part of it, because I'll tell you what, the Minneapolis miracle, the pass interference non-call, I sat there with a smile on my face for both of those, seeing the Saints' dreams get ripped away from them. But yeah, Denver, I mean, Patrick Sertain, I, I love him as a player, uh, Justin Simmons. Obviously, Javante Williams is one of my favorite players in the league. He was my favorite running back out of that draft class. I just something's still wrong in Denver. And I think they're a team that if they do have their own first round pick this year, we'll have to double check on that. I think they'll be in the, the Kale Williams, Drake May situation, but the Russell Wilson contract's going to be tough to, we talked about like with Kyler last week. We'll see with Denver. Yeah. And the difference between Russ and Kyler is at least Kyler has age going for him at this point, but they, the Broncos do have their own first round pick this year. Okay. So I did check that. They do have their own first-round pick as of now. Now, I'm a bit higher on the Broncos than you guys. I think that the Denver Broncos are certainly a playoff-caliber team. Uh, like you said, two years ago, it was a quarterback away. I think Nathaniel Hackett was that bad. 
Now, I do agree with you. Sean Payton should never have gone out and said anything about the coaching staff that was there before him. But that's how bad they were. They actually a legitimate joke with some of the things that you heard going on. The fact that the crowd in the stadium is literally counting down the play clock so you don't have a delay of game at a home game. That's that's just unbelievable, right? The coaching was so bad. Four weeks in, he had to bring in a game manager. That's literally your job, dude. Come on. So I, I think that Sean Payton is going to level things out. Whether you like him or not as a person, as a football coach, his track record speaks for itself. His time in New Orleans, they had a lot more winning successful seasons than losing seasons and a lot more seasons where they were not only pegged as playoff teams, but Super Bowl contenders. I think Denver has a very, very good defense. I love their edge rushers. I think they have a very good secondary when you have guys like Pat Sertain, uh, Kareem Jackson, uh, Damari Mathis is good. I think they did a great job boosting up the offensive line, bringing in Ben Powers and Garrett Bowles. I think those two guys are very, very important to shore up the left side for Russ. Let Russ cook. I'm telling you right now, Russ is going to have at least some semblance of a bounce back here. Am I sitting there putting all my eggs in his fantasy football basket this year like I did last year? No, I have not taken him in a league for that reason. But I think that the Broncos have the talent. They have the weapons, the arm strength. It's not like it's gone. The arm is still there. Give Russ time. Give him a coach that knows what he's doing. And I think they'll be fine. Yeah, so I land in the middle of you guys. I don't project Denver to be a playoff team. I think the AFC is a very loaded conference and, you know, kind of bad luck of the draw there. But the injuries that this team has suffered to offense in the preseason, Jerry Judy going to miss some extended time, Tim Patrick out for the season, Javonta Williams coming back off a torn ACL. How good is he going to be right off the rip? Now it's just Cortland Sutton there. And listen, I Russell Wilson's going to be better than he was last year, and the team's going to be better than they were last year because Sean Payton is a mile ahead of Nathaniel Hackett as a head coach. Again, like you mentioned, Ben, they do upgrade the offensive line. I think Denver is going to be a team that, Gives your favorite team a tough game week to week for sure. And the defense is loaded. I think Pat Sertan's the best corner in football. I'm willing to stamp that already. But I just have this team kind of lingering around the middle of the pack because I don't think that they have the offensive firepower to keep up with some of these top-tier teams in the AFC. All right, so let's go ahead and break this division down. I'm not going to go exactly how it finished last year. I'm going to still have the Chiefs at one, Chargers at two, but I'll give Denver the three spot over the Raiders. Yeah, you know, I think there is going to be a bit of a shakeup. And I think, you know, while we all are probably taking the Chiefs to win this division still, we might finally have a little bit more disagreement here. I'm going with the Chiefs, but then I'm going with the Broncos in second. I think that you have two teams or three teams in this division that will finish 500 or better in the Chargers, Broncos, and uh, Chiefs. But, you know, I don't know if we have more than one playoff team. I think we're going to see the Broncos in second, Chargers in third, and then we're going to see the Raiders in fourth. I think that Staley has exposed himself at this point as a head coach for the Chargers. He's not good enough to get the job done. Uh, San Diego. Los Angeles is going to have to wait at least one more year for them to uh, be legit contenders uh, for them to get uh, because they need to get an offensive head coach. Wow, San Diego, Ben. That was probably the biggest blunder on the show today. Um, I'm going to go with the Chiefs at one, Chargers at two, 
Broncos three, Raiders four. Uh, copy and paste to what Ryan said. I do think the Chargers and the Chiefs both make the playoffs. I think it's a very tight race until the end. Um, if the Chargers can stay healthy, and you know, feels like we rinse and repeat that every year, but <laughs> I can't predict injury. Uh, so before we call it a wrap on the show, we're going to go through one more segment here. Back in May, before we took our little summer break, we gave our way too early Super Bowl predictions. Now we're just going to give our too early Super Bowl predictions uh, with the regular season right here in front of us. I went back and had to double check. I had the 49ers beating the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to stick with those two teams still to face off once again in the Super Bowl, but... With Trey Lance out the door now, Sam Darnold quicker in line potentially to be the starting quarterback should Brock Purdy not be ready to go or get hurt again. We could have another revolving door here in San Francisco at the game's most important position, but hopefully Shanahan's a little more prepared. But I still have the ultimate trust in Mahomes and Andy Reid. I've I've reached the point, it was a while ago, but... I can never count them out, just like I could never count Bill Belichick and Tom Brady out. So I'm going to have Chiefs over 49ers right now. What what did I go with, Ryan? Who did I have for I honestly, my way too early? I couldn't even find it. I I don't. I feel like I went somewhere along the lines there, but right now I'm feeling I'm feeling a little uh, frisky when it comes to the AFC because I don't want to go with Cincinnati or Kansas city. Cause that's where everyone's going. Let's I'm going ride. Buffalo. Oh. Oh. I'm going Buffalo. <laughs> I thought he was going all the way with Denver. No, 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 no. Ride right off a cliff. Is that true? Did no. I see that? that he showed <laughs> yeah, the video I did of see the... that. <laughs> I did see that, but no, I'm going Buffalo. I think that this is the year for Josh Allen where he proves Ryan Valley at wrong Shows him that he is a top five quarterback. He's going to go on a playoff run and he's going to end up beating Mahomes in Arrowhead in the AFC championship game this year. I believe that he will do that. And, you know, I think that on the NFC side, there's really only one team. There is one team that is a Super Bowl contender. The NFC is weak. You heard Stephen A talking about it earlier today while the Giants are going to make the playoffs. It's because the rest of the NFC is just not good. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. Nice. Love the Eagles. Love there. Um, you know, no shocker. I'll, I'll start in the NFC. I got the birds coming out. Um, and it's not a bias pick. I'm sure if, it, you know, they weren't good enough to be in the Super Bowl, I'd still pick them as a bias pick. But this one's not. They were just there last year. They have the best roster in the NFC top to bottom. And Jalen Hurts is going to be on a revenge campaign. You got, you guys saw that lock screen on his phone. You saw what it exactly it was. Him walking out of last year's Super Bowl with red and yellow confetti falling on him. You don't look at that every day and not come into the season ready to go. And I actually have a different AFC team than Ben and Ryan. I'm going the Cincinnati Bengals. They boost up that offensive line. This could be the last year that they have these weapons and T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and Joe Mixon all there. Joe Burrow has to get paid, has to get an extension. It hasn't happened yet. I think it might be because Joe Burrow doesn't want it to happen yet, and he wants to set the market next offseason because he knows Cincinnati will have to pay him anyways. The defense, it gets talked about as losing some pieces, but you still have Hubbard, Hendrickson, Awuzie, who got hurt last year, who was having a really solid year. Jesse Bates gone, but 
this is a team that could be buyers. You know what I mean? We just talked about Chandler Jones as a guy who could be on the move. Now I'm not sure what the cap situation is there, but the Bengals could, you know, the NFL players, they kick the can down the road all the time. Oh, Joe Burrow, we're going to make his whole salary a sign-off bonus. So we got 15 million in cap space now. I have Bengals making it, but I do have, of course, my equals defeating them. Yeah, I need these NFL uh, cap managers to take a look at my bank accounts. But <laughs> that's going to do it for today's show. So all you outsiders out there, enjoy week one of the NFL season, however you spend it, whatever games you're going to watch. Join us next week when we react to all of that and look forward to week two. We're talking about week two already. All right. Join us next week on the Outsider Sports Football Podcast. Thanks for listening.